Hello, everybody. Drasco here from 10knorm.com, where my mission is to help heart-centered entrepreneurs who know all the business strategy normalize their next 10K month, week, day, etc., their next 10K milestone, and do that by mastering what's between their ears. And today's episode, we have a real talk segment where I bring in a heart-centered entrepreneur who isn't seeing the consistent, stable growth in their business. And then live on the call, I get to help them break one specific aspect uh, that is most overlooked in business strategy, which is the inner aspect. So basically, today's guest, we have Ma'am Vega, and she's here to empower people to become the healers of their home and their community and to build a profitable health coaching business in the process. And just has a website, uh, aruka.com, which is a health coach certification program, uh, just one of its kind because it combines naturopathic herbalism, holistic and life coaching, and online business and marketing all into one program. So all of these three fields uh, are important for becoming a holistic healer. Um, So yeah, this is definitely something that's right within the wheelhouse of 10K norm. So ma'am, thank you very much for being on. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's Mime, though, actually. <laughs> Mime, yeah. Sorry. I always, there's at least one name I always screw up every time I do these. So I, I apologize. It happens all the time with my name as well. So yeah. I, I tried, but <laughs> I promise I will do better. So on that uh, non perfect note, um, I'd love for you to just dive into, you know, how is it that you got to doing what you're doing and, uh, you know, kind of what brought you here and, and, just kind of break it down for us who you are, what you do, and why you do it. Um, yeah, so um, I guess with my, um, so with this specific business, the aruka.com business, um, I started in 2009, um, the website, and I was most, mostly helping people, coaching people on a one-on-one basis. And But before, the way I got to doing that in the first place is, in 2000, what was it, 2005, I think it was, um, I had a, just like a major health crisis and I thought I was going to die. And I had started getting these terrible migraines and they just got worse and worse and worse. And at first I would take just like Tylenol, and, you know, over-the-counter medications and extra, th- extra strength Tylenol and stuff like that. And it just stopped working and, it, and the pain just kept getting worse. And I had already had two children by that time but the pain that I was feeling was worse than childbirth. And it it got to a point where I thought I was going to die because, um, well, just the pain was so great and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep at night anymore. All I could do was think about the pain that I was feeling. And so I told my husband to rush me to the emergency room at the hospital. And we dragged our two babies at the time because we didn't have any babysitters or anything. Um, And we waited there for a long time. It seemed like, you know, all night, like maybe eight hours, we were there all together. And we were waiting for most of the time. And when they finally called me up, they took a bunch of tests and they asked me a bunch of questions. And then we waited some more and then they called me up again and they're like, well, we can't find anything wrong with you, but the doctor wants to talk to you. So I talked to the doctor finally after many, many hours. And the doctor says, you know, we can't find anything wrong with you but we'd like to rule out the possibility of um, a brain tumor. And so we'd like to do a CT scan on you, but you know, it's very expensive and I don't, we didn't have insurance at that time anyway. So even if we had insurance, it wouldn't have covered it. 
um, it would have still been an extra expense even with insurance. So I was like, okay, well, how much does this cost? And she's like $2,000. And this was a long time ago. It's probably more expensive now. So I was like, well, I think I'm about to die. So what's $2,000, right? So um, I did the $2,000 and I took the CT scan and then I waited some more and she finally called me up again. And she probably talked to me about like 15 minutes the whole entire night in total. But when she called me up the second time, she's like, well, good news. There's nothing wrong with you. You just have a really bad headache. And um, here's some Valium, basically really strong painkillers. I was like, okay. Like I was so upset. Like I was about to die. And she was telling me there's nothing wrong with me. And I had taken Valium in the past for, um, you know, other issues. And, you know, I took it, but it didn't help. You know, it, it gave like a temporary relief, but it didn't make the pain go away. And I was like, we ended up spending $4,000 and all uh, that night for the hospital stay. And she spent like $150,000 to $400,000 on her medical education. How much did the CT scan machine cost? The education of all the nurses and the other staff there and how much did the hospital cost? And for all the hundreds of thousands of dollars that they poured into this system, this hospital system, they couldn't find anything wrong with me. I was like, this is ridiculous. There's something seriously wrong and broken with the system that, you know, that this is going on they can't give me any answers so that's when I decided to take my healing into my own hands and that's how I decided to become um um a healer you know naturopathic herbalist and um and I studied a lot I studied at a lot of different schools until I was finally satisfied you know with what I with what I knew I studied different things herbalism nutrition um, orthomolecular um, medicine and, um, you know, until I was finally satisfied and started helping people. And then um, right before the pandemic happened, uh, I started getting a lot of requests to start teaching what I do, not just helping people, but teach. And at first I didn't, I wasn't too interested, but I felt like because of, you know, everything that happened with the pandemic that I felt like I was being called to do it, you know, led to do it, like it was, you know, my purpose. And so I, I started the certification program. And um, so I'd really like to build that up. So not just to help people, but to help people help other people, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it's a new venture and it's, it's more time intensive. Um, before it was just like kind of word of mouth and now I'm like actually having to do marketing and I'd really um, like it to be like the main thing that I do and I'd really like it to be um, the kind of uh, business that I, that I that can be like a legacy a family legacy that I can leave um, you know to my children and they can take over one of the one of the schools that I learned at um, School of Natural Healing with um, Master Herbalist John R. Christopher. He was a great late herbalist and he had a school and he passed it on to his son. And I, I know a lot of holistic healers have done that where, you know, it started off as one doctor, healer, herbalist or whatever, naturopath. And then, uh, you know, they, they, their, their work was so impactful that their families, you know, lived on after them. It was a legacy that they left to their family and to the world. 
And so I, I, that's what I want. You know, it's my passion, my, my dream, my vision. So <laughs> that, that's Very it. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, that definitely uh, covers it. And I mean, it's such a common story with regards to a lot of the people that I have on the show, which is they ran into something that, you know, traditional methods could not fix took it into their own hands to actually fix and then it, it kind of sparked this new trajectory in their life so 100 percent uh, i i see myself in that I, and i see so many of our other guests uh being in the same boat so thank you for sharing that so then i'm curious like you like initially you kind of figured out what was wrong uh with regards to your health as far as um, like solving it on your own with regards to your nutrition, the, the herbalism, yeah, my studies. Yeah. I put yeah. the pieces together. Okay. And you were able to overcome what, what the ailment was. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't actually, it wasn't that hard. And, you know, and then I was started helping other people with, with various issues, um, you know, cancer and hypertension and, uh, different things. So, um, Okay. So you had your own clientele, like as far as like helping people heal and then people, uh, mm -hmm. other practitioners started coming to you. Like, how can I do what you do? And that's yeah. where this whole Aruka like business was born where you teach them. Is it the business side of like the practice or like what, what is it specifically that you teach? No, not mostly. No, mostly it's the, um, it's the holistic health and healing side. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah. When it was just, I guess, normal people telling, asking me to teach, I wasn't that interested, but when I started getting medical doctors and I even have, you know, students that are nurses and um, medical technicians wanting to learn, I was like, wow, maybe I should start teaching because I even have medical professionals who are saying, we want to learn this stuff. So when enough people, you know, started becoming interested, I, I, I felt like it was the right time. Got it. Okay. So it's basically now you're getting other healers asking you, how do I have the skill set to heal in the way that you've done it as well? Kind of yeah. like that towards that. Yes, but it's not it's not only open to medical professionals, of course. I mean, it's like I have people who have no medical or health background at all. They're just they just are mothers or just people who want who are interested in holistic health and healing. Um, so it's really open to everyone. Um, because when I started my journey, I didn't have any kind of health um, background at all. So, Got it. Okay. So in that case, that brings us now to the current business and, you know, doing this work to actually teach the art and, and, and the science of, uh, you know, your modalities. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel like? Well, I guess my first question to you is like, what do you feel like is the next milestone that you actually want to hit in the business? Um, well, you know, most of my students are, are people that have been following me for a while on YouTube. And that's great. I would like to be able to um, reach a cold market, a cold audience. Um, and I feel like I need like a really good presentation, um, webinar, you know, something like maybe like a, a TED talk type of um, presentation or speech that um, is very kind of deep and impactful 
because um, you know the, the the advertising that I have right now it's it's it's, it's really short and um, I just feel like I, I need something more impactful to get my message out but um, I don't know I think it, that kind of thing takes a lot of time and thought and then another thing that I do is I I will like I'll do it and I'm like oh man I'm not happy with that and I'll like redo it redo it redo it and it's hard to like you know I don't know <laughs> I just need it I need to do it but I, I it does seem like a big a big task you know to make that kind of um uh, presentation, you know, ad, video, whatever, you know, that I can promote on YouTube and, and Facebook and, you know, the different networks. But I feel like that is what I have to do to reach a cold market. It's just kind of go deep and present, you know, kind of pour my heart out in like a, a one presentation because I feel like how else can you make that journey short if you don't give them a lot, you know, if you don't take them through a lot, because the people that have signed up, they already, they already have a, a trust level with me, you know, because they've been following me, but um, I don't know. I, I feel like I can shorten that journey if I give, if I have something, an asset, you know, that gives them more in, in at one time. So if, if I had a, like if I booked a room and I put 10, you know, other medical professionals that are really interested in herbalism and applying that to their own practices and into their own toolkits, and then I put you in front of that room to speak to them, would you need preparation to speak to them or could you just speak to them right then and there? I don't know. Like, Talking in front of medical doctors, to me, that's, I never want to directly target medical doctors because I always feel like. Okay, so scratch medical doctors. Okay. Let's just say the, like the nurses and the people that you were talking about before that have been asking you about stuff. I have 10 strangers that are really interested in doing this for themselves. I put them in a room and uh, I say, hey, why don't you just go in there? They're all your people. Uh, speak to them. Would you know what you need to speak to them about or would you need preparation? Question. I think I would need a little, I, I think I would need a little preparation first of, of what I would want to say. Okay. Um, and what I, would I that probably, preparation be for? Um, just to have it in my head what the main points are that I want to hit. You know, I think if I know like the outline of what I want to say, um, I could I could say it off the cuff, but I, I I want to know the talking points. At least like have like a maybe one one piece of paper that has like you know the points that I want to hit. And if you if didn't just, have that, would you be freaked out? Would I be freaked out? Um, I would do it. Like if I had the opportunity to do it, I would do it. I'm not like I love public speaking, and um, so I would do it. So, I mean, I go on podcasts all the time, and um, I do that. So, okay, so you would do it. Mm -hmm. Would you have enough material 
in your head as you are right now to deliver value? Um, <clears throat> for certain people, yeah, I think so, yes. I mean, uh, maybe, you know, people that I'm the right fit for, probably, yeah. Which mm -hmm. would be what? Well, um, I'm very, I'm very, um, I'm very religious and very spiritual. So I think someone that is not, um, doesn't have like a Judeo-Christian mindset would not want to um, study with me. They might be annoyed by me. Um, um, someone, it should be someone that's already open to holistic health and healing. I, I can't, I'm not here to convince anyone, especially with this program. I'm not here to convince anyone that this is the route to go they have to already be convinced that um holistic health and healing they have to have some kind of intuition already inside of them that says this is the way to go i just you know how should i do it is really what i feel my 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 program is for this is i i feel like this is the way if you um if you have faith in um in god um then this is this is probably the best way if you have a judeo-christian faith um and you want to learn about holistic health and healing this is the best way okay perfect so then let's let's rephrase that again if i put 10 individuals who are christian very religious aligned with regards to your worldviews and want to get into natural health and herbalism i put them in a room and then i just said hey uh no prep time, you got to go into that room and present to these people. What's the primary thought and feeling that comes up right away? Um, yeah, Jews, Christians, or even Muslims too, I think. Um, I would do it. I, I would just do it off the off the top of my head. I wouldn't I wouldn't not take that opportunity if I had that opportunity. Okay. And what would you talk about? <laughs> Um, okay, I will talk about my journey to, you know, kind of like what I just said to you, and um, probably a few testimonies from my students, and, and also talk about our school, you know, our, our program, the, the, um, the eight modules that we cover, and why each is important. And why there's such a need for holistic health and healers today. I think, uh, I think that'd be good. I wish I wrote that down because it's probably just. <laughs> I, I think that would be good as well. And uh, why do you think I was asking you those questions? Um, because I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. Mm, because if I'm passionate about it, I sh it, sh it should be in me. Like I, I'm not, I wouldn't be passionate about something that I don't know about. Right. Or that I didn't, I couldn't talk about. <laughs> it's usually not the case. Okay. Right? So that's interesting. Cause so the reason you think I was asking those questions is to confirm that you're passionate about this subject. No, I'm no, I, I don't think that. I think that 
you asked me those questions to, I would say, help me see that it's not that hard. <laughs> like you already have it. Like you already know what to say if you just, okay. Okay. So another thing is like, okay, I just said that to you, but now I'm thinking, okay, was that good enough though? Was that thorough enough? Okay. So beautiful observation. So you, you're on the right track and this is what I want to highlight to you, right? I can't speak to individuals in a cold audience because I don't have the perfect thing to say, the perfect webinar, the perfect video, the perfect explainer modules, the, the perfect advertising message. Yet when I prompted you, like, look, look at just how many prompts I've had to give you to be like, so if I gave you a room full of the 10 perfect people who are your perfect exact fit, and I had to refine that, you know, for your brain's kind of perfection tendencies multiple times until you were like, oh, wait, I, I'm in a room full of like my perfect 10 people. I can just tell them about my story, what I do, why it's great and, you know, why they should or should not choose me. Like, look how many iterations that took, right? The reason I asked you those questions is like, spending this much time looking for the perfect thing is probably taking you away from the pieces that are right in front of you, which is you already know what you need to speak about, who you need to speak it to in the way that you need to speak it. So the more you're playing the game of what's the perfect webinar, you're missing the point and playing the wrong game, which is really asking yourself the question, why am I so focused on perfection to the point that's actually holding me back from speaking? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, you know what, you know, I, I think I am one, one, one reason why I think I am is because when I post a video, like everyone will see it, all my followers will see it. And if it's not perfect and I want to redo it again, I'll feel like, Oh, she's just spamming us now. She's like doing the same thing over and over again. And she keeps like posting it, but she, it's only slightly different. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Right. So, okay. Let's look I'm at that. So that thought of, okay, if I post it again, it's spam. How do you feel when you think that thought? Well, I don't want to spam people. Okay. No, I mean, I'll spam opinion. them with, I'll, I'll spam them with new things. I don't want to spam them with the same exact thing. <laughs> okay. Because I feel is... like that. Like, well, what's the feeling though? Because that's just another layer of the narrative. Well, I don't want to spam them with the same thing. I can add a different thing. Like, we're just kind of exploring the story more. When you think that narrative, what's the thought that comes up? Or sorry, what's the feeling that comes up? Um, Well, you know, like I just did a video yesterday. Well, it was just, it wasn't, it's not, it's more like a, just a podcast. And so I, again, I, pause I, you I, right there because yeah. like, I, again, I just want to point out how your brain likes to divert away from, right? Like what, what's the feeling your brain goes to, well, I just did a video yesterday. That's not a feeling. Right. So narrative of, I don't right, want to right, people, right. what's <laughs> okay. the feeling when you think that particular. Thing? Okay. If I, if I, 
like if I don't like like if I just do it and I don't like it, I want to do it again. Which is a thought. What's the feeling? Like annoyed. what do you feel in your body? Annoyed. Okay, annoyed. All right. Annoyed. Perfect. Anything else? Um. I don't know. Annoyed. Okay. <laughs> I'm certainly annoyed with my with myself. I, I would be with annoyed. yourself. Okay. Beautiful. So when I think the narrative, okay, I can't keep spamming people with the same thing again and again. I got to come up with something different, but I don't know what different is. As a result, I end up feeling annoyed. Okay. What action do you take from feeling annoyed? So if I were to do it and then I get, get annoyed with myself, is that what you're saying? Well, if I were to do it, uh -huh. if you don't do it, then we're actually just arguing with reality. If the reality is, I think the narrative of spamming people, I get annoyed. What do you actually do? Like historically speaking, 90% of the time, what do you do? Thinking that narrative, feeling that feeling, what do you actually yeah. do? Okay, well, I would, what I'd probably do is I would, I would be unhappy with it, but I would want to do it again. And because I don't want to spam people, I would wait for a while before I okay, publish so the a new one. Action is waiting. So I mm -hmm. take no action. I kind of am stuck in inaction. Yeah. The surrounding thoughts around that are justifications. If I wait, then I'll come up with a better idea. And then, so, okay, those are thoughts, right? So I think that narrative, I feel annoyed at myself. I don't take any action. So I kind of stand still. What's the result of that standing still? Hmm. Well, I guess the result is not being able to reach out to people and not um, being able to enroll um, more students. Right, so the result is basically the inaction leads to no speaking about what it is that I actually do, which further reinforces, oh, I must not have the perfect thing to say, so therefore I can't continue to spam people which will again make me annoyed, make me not take action and just kind of repeat that loop. So does that resonate with you or no? I think that's it, yeah. It's like the, the elephant in the room that I don't want to deal with. Yes, uh, I would uh, agree with you on that one because look how many prompts, like, like you saw how your brain, <clears throat> as soon as I was like, how do you actually feel about this? What, what is the reality of the situation? It's like, no, but this, no, but that, if I did it, you know, like, let's go to the past, let's go to the future, let, let's go to another justification, let's go to a different part of narrative. It just keeps looping, like it's just dancing around this one issue, which is, you know, essentially the inaction and this need to be perfect, right? And realistically, like perfectionism is just a fancy way of covering up fear right? Covering up, I'm not good enough. 
So how does that land for you? I mean, definitely, yeah. That it, there, there always is that. Like, it's not going to be good enough, for sure. Yeah. Perfect. So when you trace it back, then what kind of comes up for you as far as a realization from that part of the conversation? I'm sorry, I, I didn't understand your statement. Yeah. So, like, reflecting back on it now, right? So, kind of this whole perfectionism thing is circling back around um be not being good enough so that's why i don't really do anything that's so why i always look for perfect what's kind of your takeaway from that like from that part of the conversation i think i i think maybe i i care too much about my self-image in a certain way i mean i'll i'll say what I mean, I, I, I don't care about it in terms of, you know, I can say controversial things, but in a different way as like, I don't. Yeah, I like, for example, when I was making my website, I obsessed over that thing. And like, I wasted a ton of time doing it until it was, it was perfect. And I still keep changing. It. <laughs> I always feel like it's not good enough, but it's like, I know it doesn't matter that much, but I don't know. I just, it's, I guess it's obsessive compulsive. Well, it could be obsessive compulsive, but really it's just an extremely hyper-attentive self-consciousness. Yeah. Right? Because if you can continue to be so extremely self-conscious, then it's like your brain is always on alert trying to pad the world so that you never have to threaten your self-esteem. Or you never have to threaten and then start to poke at like am i really good enough because everything that i do has to be absolutely perfect if i don't do it any other way then you know i'm at, at a threat I, I i'm at potential loss to actually be thought of as not good enough so i rather just pad everything that i do with as much like focus and alertness and, and fine tuning and polishing so that that never actually has to happen so does that resonate with you Yeah, I think maybe, yeah, I, I hesitate too much. Um, yeah, I hesitate because I don't want to put out, I'm afraid to put out something inferior because then I won't like it and I'll feel like, huh, I don't know, I'll feel... I don't know. I feel like I feel bad. I feel yeah. Where I should just not feel bad. I should. I don't know. What should I do? <laughs> um, well, I think that's also part of the problem. Is like, what should I do? What should I do about that problem? Right of um. Right. So I think number one is recognize where your brain is taking you right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. You, you, you took a courageous step to get onto a platform like this and actually be coached live. I think that is 
an, an amazing first step that many people don't choose to take. But number two, look at where your brain is defaulting to, right? We've just had a conversation that basically allowed you the awareness to realize, okay, so all of my perfectionism is really about not being good enough. Let me ask this stranger on the internet, like, what should I do about being good enough? Okay. Yeah, I know. I, I've been there. So I, I, I didn't, but I, you know, I didn't even think about, I didn't even think like that that was my issue. I, I agree. And that's kind of what I wanted to circle back to is like, to what degree yeah. do you think this is about getting the right webinar? And what degree is this about embodying the value and the worth that you inherently have? I mean, I think I'm, I think what I have is very valuable. I mean, the knowledge that I'm sharing um, saves lives, you know. Agreed. Reduce, reduce now, to what degree speed. are you sharing that? Um, well, I'm sharing it on a, on a, on a small level with, um, you know, with my videos, but I, I know that people, I mean, the reason why I created the school is because I, I want people to get a deeper knowledge because I'm, you know, you can't, you can't right. have so to put a different way is the degree of depth of knowledge, right? The degree to which you know this material deeply, you, you, you've lived it, it's healed you, you know, it's power. Is that matched by how you're actually showing up? No, not. I, I would agree. So based off of what you've told me today, yeah. right? And that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, to what degree is that the real issue versus I need a right video, I need the right website, I need the right webinar? That's a good point. Mm -hmm. So what would you say? What, what do you think? Uh, so what, what I'm thinking is that, oh, sorry, someone, hold on, let's move. Um, I would say, so my, my perfectionism and my focus on my self-image is getting in the way of my mission. I think I would say that when it shouldn't. I think I'm too focused on outward and petty things, like how perfect my webinar will be, how pretty my website is, that kind of thing. I'm kind of feeling guilty now. Okay. Would the I, guilt I, help you overcome that? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You have um, to guess. What do you think? I hope so. <laughs> Have you guilted yourself into success before? Um, success for me usually comes through persistence and consistency. Fair, but the question was, have you guilted yourself into success before? Mm, I don't think so, no. 
Yeah, I, I don't think so either. <laughs> it, it doesn't usually get you very far. And if you think about it, all of this, these cycles are really guilt and shame cycles to begin with, right? If a part of me was whole or I viewed myself as whole, I wouldn't have to obsess about being perfect to just literally release the beautiful knowledge that I have in my head, right? So it goes, always comes back to this. You can go searching for the perfect webinar, the perfect marketing strategy, the perfect business strategy. You might even find them. You might even execute them. But to what degree are they going to be successful when the intention you're bringing into all of them underneath the surface is really, I'm imperfect. I don't know if I'm good enough. I'm not being my full self. Are they really going to be successful to the degree that they can be and reflect of the knowledge you do have until you overcome the inner pieces? That's good. So how does that land for you? It's good. I needed to hear that. I think I needed to hear that. It's not I, always I the prettiest I... of things to hear, but yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So why don't you just kind of share then with everybody? Because, you know, it's not, well, actually, okay, let, let, let's just kind of say it like this. Within the context and the container of just like this podcast, obviously we can't dive into the full picture of like embodying that wholeness, right? Because that's going to take a, it's, it's a process to go through. Does this feel complete for you or is there still something left outstanding? Um, it feels, it feels good. It feels good. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So then why don't you just kind of close this off with sharing with me and with kind of all the listeners, you know, what you kind of started with, what your biggest takeaways were and the realizations that you've had, just kind of summarize it in your own words for us. Um, well, I think that I feel like I've been putting things off that I think would be the best for my business because I've been I thought it was just procrastination, but there's something deeper than the procrastination and that the procrastination is just a defense mechanism for fear of not being good enough. Um, but when I let myself do that, I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm, I'm defeating myself. It's not that it's not that my webinar didn't work. It's that I won't, I didn't even let it go out so that it could work. You know, I'm like saying, no, you can't make a webinar because you're not good enough to make a webinar. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think about that, but that's what I was doing. Yeah, that that's amazing. That's exactly at, at the heart of, um, you know, my work and, and kind of what I specialize in, but it's, it's that piece, the, when you're doing the things, but the things aren't working, 
usually what we're neglecting to do is view the part that we bring to the thing. Okay, and this is the thing for you is the webinar. So yeah, I think that's that's a great realization. That's a great way to kind of, you know, close this off because I think it gives you enough awareness to go forward and, and explore that. So in order to close us off, then want to just kind of break it down, you know, who's the best person to contact you? Where can they find you? Kind of floor is yours for all of that. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, if anyone is interested in becoming um, a holistic healer and learning about uh, naturopathic herbalism or, or um, orthomolecular nutrition or um, health coaching, um, that's what uh, our, the, our program does aruka.com a-r-u-k-h.com and um yeah i mean it works it's so needed and i mean we have even medical doctors and medical professionals who, who want to learn this stuff and are using this stuff successfully instead of the things that they're learning in medical school <laughs> or nursing school or whatever so this is really powerful stuff and um needs to go out there so and we need more healers in the world we need people you know the bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge i think that's a very key thing when it comes to not just biblical you know religious things but also when it comes to uh, health and healing as well 100 percent, and that's such a potent message uh in the time that uh we're recording this in so i 100 percent uh, agree with that so yeah, I mean, thank you very much for your courage to come on here. Thank you very much for uh, sharing that. And uh, we'll kind of close it off with that. And for everybody listening, we'll uh, see you on the next one.